You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Guys, this is the Talking the Star podcast. I'm your host Connor Lives. He's joined by my co-host tonight, Joey Ikes. And after three or four weeks of preseason football and football activities, we are at the day that me and Joey seem to really like the most. Unfortunately, for a lot of players, they are released, cut, waived, put on IR, um, which is not what they're looking forward to. But man, for guys who love the roster construction, the draft, the trades, the building, the 53-man roster, this day is a a fun day and an exciting day for us. Wish all the guys the best that didn't, you know, get get to stick onto a roster or get put on IR or get waived or whatever that is. Obviously those guys are are really working hard to to make the make their way in the NFL and hopefully that that day will come some for those sometime soon for the guys who did not make it today. But uh we got a lot to talk about today, Joey, but before we get started, man, how are you and and uh how how excited were you for today to get here? Yeah, like you said, it's kind of a, a bittersweet day, right? Where some of these guys, their dream is ending, and they will never get another opportunity in the NFL after today. And so that's kind of like a – it's a crazy thought to think about that these guys have been working towards this for their entire lives, and, and it may be over for a lot of them. Um, but, you know, for guys like you and me that, you know, produce and consume this content, you know, pretty much all day, every day, this is uh, this is one of the hallmark days on the football calendar for us. Of uh, teams can't really lie to us over this course of this next twenty four to forty eight hours. They really sort of tell you what they think about their team and the players and the league whenever they go through this process. Yeah, and it's always like I said, an interesting day, week, weekend, whatever you want to say. But like we were talking about it through text and you know DMs a little bit, you know, kind of hey, we think this, that, that, and. Like you weren't wrong, you know. You, we were talking about some of the the, the players that we thought they were going to do, and like I was like, yeah, you know, just just we've heard Michael Gelkin or Todd Archer say that, and you were like, yeah, I don't really trust anything coming out of the building anymore. And why would you after some of the draft rumors we had heard, whispers we had heard, and players we had heard, you know? So like you're kind of like, man, they got that thing sealed up, and and you weren't wrong by any means. But we did hear a little bit of the Jabril Cox and Kelvin Joseph and little rumors like that and whispers. So those those were the things that, man, it's like, man, is that really what they're going to Are they really going to go that light at linebacker? Are they really going to go, you know, that light at corner moving on from Kelvin Joseph, a second-round pick from a couple years ago? So those are the those are the interesting cut-downs that, um, that make this thing so interesting. But, uh, man, before we get dive into this, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, we haven't talked at all about the Trey Lance trade the last time we were on. Happened a couple days after the last time our show came out. 
Um, that was obviously a big curveball that kind of threw into our projections, which is what we did last week. So I just want to touch on that for a couple of minutes to kind of give our point of view of that. I know it's been a hot topic on the you know mainstream media shows and the hot take shows and all that stuff recently, but I, I figured we could give our thoughts on that trade as we start and kind of work our way through some of this 53-man roster buildup. Yeah, the Trey Lance thing is we talked going into the draft about how we thought they were going to pick a quarterback in the third or fourth round of this past draft. They wanted um, bad. They, they wanted to badly, and the quarterback run started before they were comfortable with it, and so they just didn't take one, um, which was fine. Um, they saw an opportunity to get a developmental backup slash third string potential future backup, maybe trade piece, you know, lottery ticket for the same price they were willing to pay for one this year. Um, but it's next year and it's a, frankly, a way higher level player or prospect than they thought they were going to be able to get with that level of pick. So it makes perfect sense for them. I don't think it means anything short, medium or long term about Dak Prescott. And uh, it really just says more about this team is trying to utilize. This is the kind of move we've been begging them to make for years, whether it's the quarterback position or not. Trade day three picks for NFL players. It's always, it's almost always a better investment. They've started doing it more and more the last couple of years. The results so far have been really good. We'll see how it works out with Trey Lance. Yeah. And the stuff we're hearing and seeing on some of these shows and Twitter and whatever is like, Oh, they brought this in as leverage through contract negotiations. And my whole thing is, is that can't be the case because Dak's contract and Trey Lance's contract run out at the same time. And realistically, Trey Lance probably isn't going to play in that. So you're not getting a leverage from practice reps because one, the, the second or third quarterback doesn't practice a whole lot. Two, if Dak stays healthy, which we knock on wood anticipate him do, um, we anticipate him doing, he's not going to get on the field. And then three, the games that he had, I mean, again, like he's played a handful of games in the NFL and none of them have been great, you know? So it's, it's what you said, man, like they're, they're doing the Aiden O'Connell thing, which is what they wanted to do this year. The Clayton tune thing, what they wanted to do this year, except it's a pick next year. It's in the same range that they wanted to draft a guy in. And it's a guy who's cheap who's already gotten some money taken off his deal and he's got a higher ceiling than any of the guys they were interested in this year. So it's just a no brainer, you know, Hey, if this, you know, it's a lottery ticket and any smart team out there, a lot of teams do this with, with their, you know, when they're looking to find that developmental quarterback or their backup or their third string, they draft quarterbacks on day three, because if they do hit your return on investment is huge or, you know, again, like not to give it leverage, but if you do hit, on it and your quarterback gets hurt and you, you know, have a cheap option to play that whole year. And then you figure out, you got a guy, you can either trade him, you can figure out what you're going to do from there. Trey Lance hasn't shown that yet, but it's just, there's, it's a no brainer to make that move, especially if you're dead set on bringing in some sort of developmental guy in that quarterback room. I think you pretty much nailed it, but yeah, I just, it's kind of crazy to me. Some of the takes we're seeing from a guy who's gotten, some run as a starter in this league and then has started some games due to injury and just hasn't shown any sort of ability to be a, you know, competent starting caliber. That's why he was traded. There was two quarterbacks on that roster that were performing better than he was, but I guess that's what we're dealing with nowadays in the media is riling people up and getting them to talk about it. That, and uh, 
that's pretty much it. Yep. <laughs> so, all right. So that was one of the big, you know, we were talking about a little bit before we got started, but like we, we felt like we did a pretty damn good job last week, kind of breaking things down, talking about, you know, even though we didn't nail it a hundred percent, like even some of the things that we said, Hey, they might do this, but if they don't, they could do this. We kind of covered a lot of the bases there. Um, a couple of the surprises, you're going to kind of go through a couple of the surprise guys who either made it or didn't make it. Um, I'll kind of start it off with you there. Yeah, I think that's the, uh, I think that's a, a really good way to handle it. And I think the, the position that has the most conversation to take place around it is the cornerback spot. And we spent probably 20 minutes on our episode last week talking about cornerback and safety and how deep those spots were and how insanely long they were going to go with those spots. And it turns out on their initial 53-man roster, at least, they're carrying seven corners and six safeties. And so there's there's going to be some shuffle there, especially at the cornerback spot. Um, I think the belief is that Nishan Wright is going to go to IR to return and C.J. Goodwin will come back. So they still will have seven corners and six safeties, even though one of them is not a real corner. But the interesting thing with the cornerback spot is we have talked about the Jordan Lewis situation and what decision they were going to make there. We talked about how they were going to wind up keeping Eric Scott, despite the fact that the last thing you want to have to do right now is put him on the field in a regular season NFL game. Um, and then they had to make a decision on the Kelvin Joseph situation, on the Kelvin Joseph, Nishan Wright situation. And it looks like at this point, they or they brought Jordan Lewis off of pup onto the active roster, despite the fact that it will be a major stretch for him to be ready for Week One. Um, and I mean, I guess they say the the uh, definition of insanity is do the same thing over and over and expect different results. So it's like, hey, let's bring hurt guy back with a lower body injury who didn't practice at all during the preseason and expect him to come back before the pup window is up and be a significant player in those weeks. And we did it last year and it didn't work. And so let's do it again. Um, and so Jordan Lewis is on the 53 man roster and he now has 12 days to get ready to play against the, uh, against the, the New York giants. And uh, then they go trade. Or, and so then, so they do that. And then rather than cutting Kelvin Joseph or trading Kelvin Joseph for a pick, they trade Kelvin Joseph for Noah Igbenogany, which I believe is how you pronounce the name. Yep. <laughs> um, who was a first-round pick in 2020, like super high upside prospect, sort of the same conversation we were having about Trey Lance. Guy they probably thought very highly of in the draft, decided they had the opportunity to trade a guy that they were probably going to release anyway um, for – a guy that had probably as much physical upside without some of the, you know, off-field locker room personality-related concerns. Um, but the problem with that is now you're trading your your instead of just cutting a guy and opening up a roster spot that would then be filled by Jordan Lewis or that Eric Scott would now fill that developmental cornerback role. <laughs> you trade for a guy to fill that role, and you have Jordan Lewis on the roster. And you have Eric Scott on the roster. And then you have Nishan Wright, and we talked about that already. So instead of saying, hey, we're going to pick two of these three guys and then add C.J. Goodwin on to the bottom of it, they essentially picked all three of Jordan Lewis, Kelvin Joseph, replaced him with Noah Ibanagani, 
and Deshaun Wright, and then also kept Eric Scott and are going to bring back C.J. Goodwin. And they probably only have three real corners ready for week one. They have seven corners on the roster. Probably only have three who are going to be ready to play that you would want to see any snaps on defense in week one. Yeah, and it, like, I guess more more so because maybe of where I was on, on the on you know the 2020 draft, but I was pretty high on Noah uh, Nagane. Like I said, he hasn't worked out to where a lot of people thought he was. I mean, he was a guy, wide receiver, convert to corner, um, smaller dude, but he's played primarily on the outside. I think he offers some inside versatility. Like I said, he's primarily played only on the outside in Miami. I wonder if they might view him as a guy who can maybe bounce around a little bit, maybe do what Kelvin Joseph was doing, playing outside, playing inside. Um, but I'm excited. I'm I'm more excited about him than I am about Joseph. And and again, like that's not because I think Igbenogany is going to be some stud by any means, but I think that the course had just kind of ran itself with with Joseph. You know, the off the field stuff was always kind of there. We never really saw him play well when he did get opportunities. So it was like at that point, we were kind of like, again, like he was a guy who was on a roster bubble for a reason. So I'd rather hit restart with a new dude. Maybe it works out for him, change the scenery, it works out. Um, I mean, as you mentioned, like I feel like the big factor here is how ready is Jordan Lewis going to be? I mean, and his little – you know, side report thing, you know, he said, Hey, I just need, you know, a week or so of football activities. And I feel like I'll be back to myself, which, you know, obviously for somebody who hasn't practiced at all, that seems not really true, but I guess he'll know that better than we will. Um, and then the the third factor here is Israel McQuamu is how much, you know, is he anticipated maybe play that slot nickel role, and if that's the case, then, you know, you can add him to the mix as be, you know, instead of three, you feel comfortable with four guys. You know, if Eric Scott needs to play and be your fifth until Lewis is ready or Ibn Nagane really gets the defense down, you know, then you'll feel a little bit better about that grouping. But definitely is interesting. I mean, it just kind of tells you how fed up, I guess you could, you know, for lack of a better term, they kind of were with Kelvin Joseph and where he was at in his career arc with the team. Yeah, I think that that definitely is the story. And and you're absolutely right about Israel Mukwamu being the essentially the fourth corner for week one, um, which then kind of goes to the safety conversation of we talked about, you know, how are they going to keep five safeties? And they kept six, right? Yep. Uh, and so safety is essentially going to be, you know, the coverall for this defense where they're going to have safeties that are playing linebacker, they're going to have safeties that are playing corner, they're going to have safeties that are playing safety. And this, I guess the next point really is they only kept three linebackers. Like, yeah. I didn't think – I didn't think – I thought it was borderline irresponsible to keep only three real and, linebackers. And they could claim somebody. I mean, that's an option. You know, when they place – they place – you know, they could place um, – who's it? Well, let's go. That's probably going to get put on IR to return. And then who's the other one? Oh, Nation Wright. Yeah. So, Nation Wright's probably going to go to IR to return. CJ Goodwin's going to come back, and then well, let's go. I think they mentioned him being an IR return guy, and then that gives them, you know, whether that they want to bring an offensive lineman back that they cut, or that gives them one kind of. And again, like they could go put in five waiver claims and then replace five of their players. You know, you never know who who's going to stick and stay by any means. Um, do you think? I guess my question is is 
They went really light at offensive line. That's the next point I want to talk about. Only eight offensive linemen and no center, no no one on the roster has any sort of experience or reps at center. That feels like they have to go get somebody who has center experience. I mean, they had mentioned that uh, Chuma Adogo was mentioned when he was cut today that, that they think he's going to be one of the, hey, cut, but we're going to bring you back tomorrow. Um, Michael Gilkin had mentioned that in his tweet. So we think that they're – He's going to be the ninth guy coming back when, and he might be taking Waletsko's place. So they're still going to be with eight offensive linemen, but seems like an offensive lineman with center position flexibility is a must need before we get to week one. Yeah. I mean, that was the whole reason why we thought when we talked about it last week that they would wind up keeping Matt Farniok. And we even had the conversation right. of, do you keep TJ Bass or do you keep Matt Farniok? And we both kind of said, you know, I wish I had seen TJ Bass snap a football. In, in the preseason at all, because if we had, then we'd probably keep him. But Farniak's the only center because you're not keeping Hoffman. So Farniak's the only reserve center that they have. And uh, they decided, you know, not to keep any of them. <laughs> and so uh, they kept TJ Bass, but they didn't keep a center, like you said. And we've seen them play it fast and loose with the backup center position before. And maybe they feel super comfortable with Zach Martin playing center in case of emergency or. Who knows what that their was that was mentioned today? Yeah, what their plan is at, at that spot. Uh, you know, it helps when you have a, a Hall of Fame interior offensive lineman who could literally play all five spots at the drop of a hat to handle emergencies like that. And you're also going to have the opportunity to have guys on your practice squad that you elevate for game days and all that kind of stuff. But you know, you talked about Chuma Adoga coming back, and you talked about we talked about CJ Goodwin coming back. They also don't currently have a long snapper on their roster yep, because back. they're playing. They're doing roster gymnastics with. And I love how that's just become the term. Like I don't know, uh, that's just the generally accepted term for this kind of stuff. Is they're they're doing roster stuff with the long snapper uh, Trent C. So that's three guys that are currently not on the fifty-three man roster that you expect to not only be on the roster but be active on game day. Um, and they're not even – so really the Cowboys are carrying like 56 right now. And and so, you know, some of that's going to settle out with uh, injured reserve and stuff like that. Um, but well, let, let, let's, let's do that real quick. So we got three extra guys right now that we have been mentioned to come – you know, that we anticipate coming back. We got Nashawn Wright, who we anticipate going to IR to return, and Matt Willutzko, who was rumored to go to IR and return. Who's the third? I have no idea. I mean, it's got to be, it's got to be either Jalen Brooks, Hunter Lepke. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected, 
and 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Neville Gallimore? Neville Gallimore, maybe. I don't know. I mean, that's where that, this, this is where I'm getting to. The, this is where I'm at on the Jordan Lewis thing. Like, you're using this roster spot. Right. And now, that, again, because of the practice squad rules are so relaxed at this point, they could just put the long snapper on the practice squad, pay him whatever salary mm-hmm. he was due to make on the roster, and just elevate him every week for the first three or four weeks until this works itself out. Because it will. Somebody will get hurt and have to go on IR, or somebody will have to miss a week or two, or somebody will play bad enough that they need to get released, or something like that. We, well, isn't, we've isn't, seen that. Isn't that – don't they have two – is it two weeks that they can – they have – they can call somebody up from the practice squad? Or didn't they do that? They, they did that with the kicker last year, with Brett Maher last year, like – yeah, like they, there is a there is a, a set number of of elevations that you can do, um, but yeah, the the practice squad is like a it it's a it is legitimately at this point in twenty twenty three it is an extension of your fifty three man roster, and it's sixteen players, so it's a massive list now. It, it is not a. Uh, and you can have up to six guys with as much experience as, as you possibly as you would want. So I mean they put Jason Peters on the practice squad last year when right. he initially signed. He was on the practice squad. So that you guys go to the Hall of Fame, he was on your practice squad for several weeks last year. So you uh Okay, so you can be elevated three times during the course of the season. So they could put Trent Seek on or CJ Goodwin or Chuma Adoga for the on their practice squad. For the first three weeks, right, and elevate that guy. Last year, I want to say, yeah, exactly. And you can do it with two players uh, per week. So, and the third quarterback no longer counts against the forty-six. Um, there's um, some offensive line eligibility rules that uh, has to do with the forty-six and some maneuvering there. Basically, what I'm saying is that even though we're kind of having some consternation about who who leaves to get this this last guy on the roster and why did they activate Jordan Lewis and all this stuff. There are a lot of this stuff is like the salary cap. Now, like the 53 man roster is not real anymore. It's a 69 man roster now. Right. And you can activate something like 50 of them on game day. So it's not, it's not nearly as big of a deal probably as we make it out to be, but it does tell us something about the fact that like they were ready for Jordan Lewis to start practicing is what it really tells us. And, uh, and, they were done with the Kelvin Joseph experience. And they either felt really confident they could get Jabril Cox back on the practice squad, or they were perfectly okay, or both, perfectly okay with the idea that they were going to um, they were going to move on from Jabril Cox and only have three linebackers. So 
it'll be interesting to see how the practice squad spots shake out because there's always a guy or two that shake out that comes from another team. And you're like, who's this guy that winds up on their practice squad? Um, and then that guy may be active in two weeks and you just never know. Yeah. No, I mean, the, the one big surprise to me that made it, and again, like I, I'm not, I don't want to sit here and like kill the guy or crush the guy, or whatever that is. I'm not trying to do that at, at all. Um, but, and I know this is a guy that we talked about highly and I know you had mentioned a couple of times too, but like, I'm surprised that Hunter Lepke made the 53. Like, I'm surprised that they kept Hunter Lepke over that ninth and offensive line, like Matt Farniok, the guy with some center versatility, just because, I mean, up until Oakland, we didn't, we, you know, we were here in your practice and well, but we didn't see a lot in the preseason games to go, okay, yeah, this dude's going to be a 53-man roster guy. Yeah, I think it came down to, you know, he's a super unique player on this team. Sure. Who who has a skill set that is not that different than someone that this particular play caller has used to a very high level in the past. Right. And I think it became very easy. And, you know, it, it doesn't hurt that, you know, you give QB1 the, the play sheet for the last preseason game, and he's <laughs> dialing up plays to get this guy the ball. And it doesn't take very much imagination to say, you know what, I could put Hunter Lefke on the field on third down or in the two-minute drill, and I know that he's going to step up and block somebody if they blitz. He's going to get out and route if I need him to, and he's going to catch the ball, and he can make guys miss and run through guys. And he's going to do all – and he's explosive enough to, to take it in from 20 or 25 yards out. And I can put him on the wing and play him like a tight end if I need to, since I'm only carrying three tight ends. And I, I think he just became the guy who he did one or two more things more than Sean McEwen. And yeah. so he made the roster over Sean McEwen. He, he's the guy who can actually put him in the backfield and hand him the football. And because of that, he can play special teams just like McEwen can. He can play fullback just like McEwen can. And he can play some wing, move tight end kind of stuff just like McEwen can. So they decided Hunter Lepke was going to be the guy. And uh, I think it was a really good call because, like I said, I think he has a skill set that this roster was sort of devoid of in that, you know, he might wind up being your short yardage guy. Like he might he might wind up being the guy who just poaches a bunch of, tu- a bunch of touchdowns from Tony Pollard and Rico Dowell. Like uh, that, you know, he may score six touchdowns this year just because of the way he's getting his touches. Yeah. No, no, absolutely. Um, like I said, he it, it wasn't like I was like upset about it or sh- completely shocked by it, but I was like, man, with some of the stuff we talked about, with you know, needing some of these, all you know, I, I, you know, it was tough to see him keeping both, but like I thought they'd pick Quentin Bohanna over Hunter Lepke. I thought they'd maybe keep you know a Isaiah Land over Hunter Epke or Hunter Lepke or you know one of these offensive linemen and. and you hate to say it this way, but that Josh Ball injury probably helped make up their mind on some of these moves too. Because if Josh Ball's fully healthy right now, he might, you know, he might be on the roster and Hunter Lepke might not be, or he might be on the roster and TJ Bass might not be. So, you know, all those things add up and matter to that final decision of who stays and who goes. And, you know, again, like obviously you never hope for people to get hurt, but you hate to say it this way, but there's probably team officials and people in the front office who aren't necessarily upset that some of these guys get hurt because you get to keep them for another year and it makes some of your roster breakdown decisions a little bit easier for you. Yeah, absolutely. It's just like the conversation we had with John Stevens when he got hurt and how it makes the tight end cut down a little bit easier because he was going to make things tough 
with him and Peyton Hendershot and how that was going to shake out. So the last part I really want to touch on is anybody that you saw get released today that you think, okay, that's a guy that they should and absolutely put. The only guy that I saw that was released today that I thought no-brainer was Tyree Phillips, the offensive lineman from the Giants who was released, who's played tackle. He's played a little bit of guard throughout his career. Um, I'd love a guy like that who's played a little bit of left and a little bit of right side throughout his career and has started a bunch of games. I think he would provide – um, a lot of depth and that veteran presence that they just currently don't have um, in that reserve room. We talked about it last week. You got a lot of young dudes, um, you know, Matt Willetsko, who we anticipate going to IR. Chuma Doga has got that veteran presence, but he's been banged up and hasn't played a lot this preseason. It's, then you got to see Richards and TJ Bass who are both um, rookies. So like I said, uh, Phillips started his career with the Ravens, and then he's played He played with the Giants last year. He started 18 games in his career. He's played guard. He played a little bit of tackle early on. So um, it's a guy that, like I said, I think he provides some veteran depth, and he hasn't been a bad player um, throughout his three years' career so far. Yeah, I, I think there are guys out there for sure. The thing is, is that we spend so much time talking about how this team is so deep and so good that – um, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see who they feel like is an upgrade. And it, it's I'll be honest with you, it's hard for me to keep up with the thousand players that get cut across the league. I think the the name you just gave is a good one. Uh, I'm sure there are they probably have their eye on an interior offensive lineman or two uh, who they would be interested in uh, in taking on for sure. A lot of people pointed to Deion Jones, you know, just his relationship with Dan Quinn, the lack of depth at linebacker. I, mean, I think he's probably cooked. Uh, not going to pretend like I've been following him along and pay attention to him a ton, but he went from a dude to, a, you know, moving teams, trading teams a lot real quick. I know Christian Kirk sees a name, a linebacker that's been mentioned. He hasn't been very good. Um so, I mean, for me, I mean, the, the only – so I guess let's do it this way. Instead of player by player, because like you said, so many players got released today, what positions do you think they could target in this waiver claim process um, with the shape the rosters in now? I mean, obviously, like, corners out, safeties out. Um, really, you're looking at linebacker. You're looking – you could potentially add a defensive end. You only got five defensive ends, offensive line. You're pretty much looking at offensive line – Defensive end and then linebacker, your three positions, I think, unless you see something a little bit different. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Unless they see somebody that gets released that they feel like might be an upgrade over Neville Gallimore on the inside of the the defensive interior. But yeah. I think you're pretty much right that it's – it's for me, it's offensive line and it's linebacker um, because they also have – you know, Chauncey Golson is going to get some play on the outside, especially in, you know, run-type situation. Junior Fajoko, probably the same thing. Um, so I, I think there's probably enough depth on the defensive line overall. Um, I think it's probably linebacker and that interior defense offensive line where it's the uh, the probably the corner, not the corner, the center backup position is sort of the one everybody's got their eye on. I got two more things and I'm I'm good, but I I was happy for Wanye Thomas. I know uh, Gilkin put out a story today, just you know, not the. Seems like he didn't grow up with the the best luck and the easiest you know childhood and all that. So it sounds like he uh, he finally got that you know what we talked about in the beginning. You know, there's a lot of guys who work really hard for this and really 
look forward for this opportunity. You know, there's some people who who've had it made their whole life. You know, they get a full ride to school. They're the, you know, parents got the money. So it's, they're, they're doing it for more of a you know pleasure than a career. And some of these guys need it. And it sounds like reading some of that, that, that he really, you know, this is a, a life changing moment for him, which is also always cool to see guys that really, you know, coming into camp. I don't even know if he was a guy that we thought had a chance to make the roster, but his mentality and then his play on the field and in practice and in camp practices, um, really catapulted him, you know, above some other people that might have had a sh- better shot at making him, making it over him to start camp. Yeah, I think that's, you know, I think he's probably the the best, you know, sort of feel good story on the roster uh, um, that made it this year, just because of, like you said, where he came from. He's sort of bided his time, you know, on practice squads and around the league and stuff like that the last couple of years. And, you know, he got some opportunity in the preseason and in the uh, um, in training camp and took full advantage of it. And uh, he may be the one guy on the team who you feel like may be uh, close to a one for one replacement skill set wise with Malik Hooker. Probably not as good of a player as Malik Hooker, but a unique player in that he's kind of a one for one backup there, which is something you haven't had in a while. Yeah. Then, I, like I said, I, I know the ton of people got released today but uh did you have any oh man i love that guy in the draft i can't believe he didn't make it moments that happened today (laughs) um you know not really that i have seen i'm sure there's some out there that i just uh that i just haven't been able to catch up on yet that i will catch up on over the next couple days or i'll see get claimed or see get signed to a practice squad and i'll go man i can't believe that guy didn't make it yeah, mine, mine, and I think I don't even think it's the first time he's been released, but just the the name popped up is that I, I loved Ross Blacklock coming out of TCU a few years ago, um, defensive tackle, and I saw he got waived the other day, and I was like, man, that was one that that I definitely swung and missed on. <laughs> yeah, I've, it happens to all of us, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. And this, if you do it the right way, it's going to happen to a, a lot. It's going to happen more often than the hits. So. uh well, that's that's all we got for today. Like I said, this roster is probably gonna by the time this comes out tomorrow. Let me let me preface it by saying by the time this comes out tomorrow, there might be a lot of change. So if you if you're listening to this tomorrow and you're going, what in the hell are these guys talking about? This guy isn't on the team. This was recorded Tuesday night. The this comes out normally midday tomorrow. So hopefully we beat any crazy moves or anything like that. But and hopefully the ones that do happen, we mentioned them on here about some of these guys coming back or you know, some of these guys going to IR. But um obviously any waiver claims or anything like that, it happens tomorrow. It'll get covered on on the show that comes out uh Thursday. So you can check that out there. But if you're listening to this tomorrow and some changes happen, just know that we recorded this Tuesday night. Um so we're kind of breaking down things the day they happened. Um but yeah. This was this was a exciting day for us. Like I said, unfortunately for a lot, it, it's a bummer because you're you're losing your job and you're you're worried about what's next. But uh, for guys who study the draft, study free agency, study contracts and roster building, this is a, a fun day for us because we really get to kind of manifest things and see how they play out. But uh, not a ton of massive surprises, I don't think. I think we did a pretty damn good job last week, kind of talking about the Trey Lance thing threw a wrench in it because we thought they were only going to keep two quarterbacks. Obviously that changes things a little bit, but uh, other than that, I think, I think we did a pretty good job of laying things out last week and things happened pretty close to what we thought they would. A few minor changes here and there, but I think we did a pretty good job. 
I would agree with you for sure. All right. Well, we'll be back next week and we'll be, you know, our podcast will drop a day before the opening game of preseason starts um, or excuse me, the regular season starts and week one will be here. And it's uh, it, it crept up on us pretty quick. Like I said, it just, it feels like just yesterday, me and you started kick this off for the first time, you kind of, you know, leading up to draft and we felt like we were a long ways away from the regular season, but it, it gets here quick and it is here. Um, Next time you hear our voices, week one will pretty much be right here around the corner. And Cowboys' first first game of the season will be a few days after. So we appreciate everyone's support. It's been a lot of fun, Joey. Like I said, we're really excited for the season to get started so we can dive into the tape, break down a little bit more of the X's and O's and talk about those things. But uh, we appreciate everyone hanging around, listening, and following this offseason. We'll be back next week on the Talk to the Star podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. See you then. to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.